Paul here with today's tip to help you pass ACLS. Since the 2015 ECC guidelines, various studies that look at the relationship of coronary artery pressure during CPR and patient outcomes continue to show why early, high-quality CPR is important. Two factors to cardiac arrest survivability that have been clearly shown to make the biggest difference is continuous, high-quality CPR and early defibrillation. Of course, the rest of our actions, such as ACLS resuscitation, post-arrest care, and recovery are important, but are moot if we never achieve return of spontaneous circulation. Why early CPR and defibrillation is so important is today's Pass ACLS Tip Topic. Listening to a tip daily for a few weeks before your class will help to cement the key concepts needed for you to pass your ACLS written exam and megacode. Push the plus, follow, or subscribe button in your listening app, or activate the Pass ACLS flash briefing skill on your Amazon voice device so you don't miss upcoming tips. You can find additional ACLS-related resources at PassACLS.com. The most common dysrhythmia present during the first few minutes of cardiac arrest is ventricular fibrillation. A patient that experiences a witnessed cardiac arrest and is defibrillated within 60 seconds has approximately a 90% chance of converting to a perfusing rhythm. The chance of successful defibrillation decreases for every minute that passes. What changes is the significant difference in our success rate for cases where good CPR is being delivered and cases where it's not. For each minute that passes while high-quality, uninterrupted CPR is being performed, our chance of successful defibrillation decreases approximately 3 to 4%. For each minute that passes without CPR, the chance of successful defibrillation drops by about 7 to 10%. What does this actually mean? If we do some simple math and think about real life, this means that in a hospital code, a healthcare provider at the bedside with a defibrillator immediately available has about a 90% chance of successful defibrillation. Let's say that a defibrillator isn't at the bedside and a code needs to be called. If the person who identified the code has to go call for help, grab the cart with a monitor or AED, and return to the room takes approximately two minutes, the chance of successful defibrillation has dropped from roughly 90% down to 70%. If in that same scenario the person at the bedside pulled a code blue cord or simply yelled for assistance while immediately starting CPR and it still takes two minutes for the defibrillator to arrive, the patient's chance of being converted to a perfusing rhythm is roughly 80% rather than the 70% without CPR. This is also why strong community education programs and EMS dispatchers trained to provide pre-arrival instructions are important for out-of-hospital arrests. Using the same math in a national average of eight minutes for an EMS response, a patient that experiences a sudden cardiac arrest and gets good bystander CPR until first responders arrives has about a 58% chance of successful defibrillation versus a 10% chance if CPR wasn't performed. Once CPR is established by healthcare providers, interruptions to fast and deep chest compressions at a rate of 100 to 120 per minute should be kept to under 10 seconds. Our goal is to do fast and deep chest compressions at least 80% of the time. This measure is referred to as the chest compression fraction, or CCF. 
To do this, in addition to all of the other things that need to be done while running a code, requires exceptional teamwork and communication. To accomplish this, teams with enough personnel should assign a CPR coach. The job of the CPR coach is to ensure high-quality CPR throughout the code by providing real-time critical feedback as needed. Some things that will help include using a compression feedback device and end tidal waveform capnography to objectively assess the adequacy of compressions, continuing fast and deep chest compressions while the defib pads are being attached, charging the defibrillator for at least 15 seconds before a rhythm check, continuing chest compressions while the AED or defibrillator is charging, and not stopping CPR for intubation. The use of objective feedback devices and end tidal CO2 monitoring are covered in separate PASS ACLS Tip of the Day episodes. If you found today's tip on the importance of early CPR and defibrillation helpful, consider giving back via the secure link in the episode description or take a few seconds to share PASS ACLS on social media. I'm here to help you pass ACLS. Thanks for listening and good luck with your class.